if the masculine looks at those things in this way, it completely alters the way that you look at your woman in your life. And these all tie to three main pillars, and basically what is the blueprint of the healthy masculine. Mm-hmm. Radical responsibility piece is me knowing that if you're upset or otherwise bothered in any way, it can most of the time, nine times out of 10, be traced back to one of these three pillars of the masculine that I am doing or not doing. Welcome to Wealthy and Aligned by Human Design, the podcast dedicated to helping you use human design in your business from the ground up. You have everything you need right now to start serving the world with immense value and get paid to do it. In this podcast, I teach you how. Now, let's get into the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm here with my beloved, my husband, Garrick, again in the studio, We have so much to share. I know this will be a two-part podcast, so bear with us. You will love it. You will enjoy it. It is full of magnetic juice for you all. It will be a little bit of a departure from our normal content, what we usually talk about over here, but I promise you we will be tying it in all together with human design and the gene keys and how all of what we're sharing relates to easier money, more abundance, right? It always comes back to that. So I know you're going to enjoy this. All right, Garrick, why don't we just go ahead and start? Okay. Hello, hello. Hello. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. Let's do this. I think it's going to be really valuable to share what we've kind of uncovered as we got back together and then went into the work. <laughs> yeah, a lot of work, by the way. It wasn't just it's, sunshine and rainbows and great sex. Uh, and <laughs> no, no, no. That stuff is worked on, literally. Yeah. Yeah. And we've done a lot of it and are continuing to do a lot of it. It's my favorite thing to do. Uh, I'm loving every minute of it. <laughs> it's amazing. What an opportunity. No, people don't get this kind of opportunity in their lives most of the time. No, they really don't. That's unfortunate. They can. Yeah. They can, but it takes a lot of hard work. And it's, uh, you know, some of it's fun, some of it's scary, but worth it. I mean, I was telling somebody on a call earlier, I was like, what hard work would you rather be doing? Would you rather be doing the hard work that you know leads you to the life that you've always wanted? Or would you rather be doing the hard work of staying in the struggle that is your life right now? Well, that's why I'm doing it because I want something different. I tried it the other way. It didn't work. Yeah. So, you know, hey, why not? I'm going to go this other direction. Yeah. See what it brings me. It's got to be better, right? Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you for coming to share with us. I mean, you have a lot to share. So take me through this, honey. Okay. So I was thinking about this last weekend was great and there was amazing connection we had. And I was thinking about all the things that I've learned, all the epiphanies, all the big doors opening up. Uh, in the last months. And uh, so just thought it'd be cool to share some of it. And hopefully it resonates with people and gets them thinking. Yeah, we went to, just to kind of give a little context, we went away for a four-day getaway to Joshua Tree, 
which is a really beautiful national forest. And it's about an hour and a half from our home. And it was just him and I, we got away from the business, from the kids. And of course, we did some work out there, like we have to do some of the work because it was last minute when we decided to do this. And we're oftentimes like not really sure why we're called to just get up and leave. Did you feel that? I was like, something's happening and we are meant to leave. Yeah, well, that's part of this whole thing was my recognition of that, making sure that happened Mm -hmm. instead of just kind of trudging through and keeping our head down and keep on pressing through. And, you know, that that causes its whole set of problems on its own. So Yeah, we would have ignored it. We wouldn't have gotten all of this. Right. Yeah, super important. Which I tend to do sometimes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I try not to. Work, work, work. (laughs) All right. Yeah. So we've just been through a ton together and as separate people as well. Yeah. Being away from each other for 10 years, divorced. Yeah. That whole time. And so I was thinking that. Throughout that journey together and separately, we've picked up a bunch of things that I can call our hell yeses and hell noes. And essentially what that is, is boundaries, good good boundaries, bad boundaries. They could be called like doorways that you either choose to step through or not. Uh That could lead to, you know, good things, bad things. But essentially it's a way of navigating the world and figuring out where are your boundaries? What do I like? What do I not like? Yeah. And if you're aware of these things as you go through them, that's a bonus. Yeah. Most of us are not aware of our hell yeses and our hell noes. No. For sure. No. I mean, how often do you actually sit down and think about that? Like, where are my boundaries on certain things? What do I think and feel about X, Y, Z? Well, when I first started this work, I remember hearing on a podcast about a boundary and I was like, what is a boundary? (laughs) What is that? Yeah, well, we're not taught boundaries. Nobody's taught especially my family. Like there were no boundaries. No, and (laughs) I liken it to if you've ever been bowling. You know, when little kids bowl, a lot of times they'll put up those little bumpers on the side of the of the uh, lane. You know, that's normally how most people go through life. Is just they're the ball, it's kind of bouncing off the sides as it as they trudge through life. And that's how you figure out where your boundary is. It's like you hit the side and you go, oh shit, that hurt. I didn't like that. Or you hit another side and you're like, ooh, I did like that. You know, I'll do that again. (laughs) But you're never really like taught what that is. You just kind of learn as you go. Having an acute awareness of these things is magical. Yeah. And really help. It's a game changer. Yeah. So a few months back, I was presented with a paradox and it was... A hell yes, hell no moment simultaneously. Like at the same time. At the same time. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was It was very interesting. I was a lot. I was in the truck driving home from work and it just hit me like a huge ton of bricks. I've been doing some work and in you know, men's work type stuff, reading some books on masculinity and such. And I'm going to give credit to a lot of these ideas and the maxims that I'm going through today to John Wyland, David Dida, G.S. Youngblood, those guys are paving the way, thought leaders on that stuff. And so I'm hit with this ton of bricks that I am to take full, complete, radical responsibility for literally everything that occurred in our relationship over the last 26 years. And what I mean by that is 
there were things that I could have done. There were ways I could have been that I wasn't and that I didn't do that could have shaped things differently. And at the time, going through it, I did not know these things. You weren't aware. I was not aware of Mm -hmm. these things. I did not know there were pillars and ways of being in the masculine that could have helped. And so when I realized this was the truth, that there are things I can do and were things I can do and ways that I can guide myself as a man in relationship, as the masculine. And I'll just preface and say, masculine, feminine, it's, it's not gender related. It's just the energy that's within the relationship that can be same sex, you know, doesn't matter. So there are just things that I, ways I could have been and things I could have done that could have shaped our relationship differently. And so, you know, that was a big moment. That was like a thunderbolt. Yeah. I remember that moment. And the thing about it is, Garrick, is you had that moment just a few months ago. And I remember having that moment by myself, all alone, Mm -hmm. probably, well, longer than three years ago now, probably like four or five years ago, where I was literally, I remember I was like on the kitchen floor mopping and I had that moment Mm. of, oh my God, this is what I did to my marriage. Yeah. This is what I did to Garrick. And I just, after I got done cleaning, I went upstairs and got in my bed. Probably everybody's like, does she ever get out of the Epsom salt baths in the bed? But at that time it was like, okay, here we go. We're going in. And I went in, but I had that moment. So I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's it's, a heavy moment. It's heavy. It's like everything that all the fights, all the, all the moments, you know, the, I don't know, the emotions, the, just the events that occur. The blaming. All of it. It all hits you all in that one moment. Oh shit. I could have done something about that. Yeah. Like that happened because of me. I did that. Yeah. And now let me give a caveat to this. It's, this is not give a pass to the other person. It's not saying that literally like I'm in charge of you or what you do or how you act. It's taking all that responsibility on me. What was my contribution? Like what yeah. did I do or did not do that made those things occur? What was my role in it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that I had a huge one. I mean, it sounds obvious, but it's not. It's yeah. not until you actually take that responsibility. You well, you know it. what's funny that you're saying all this, like now that I'm thinking about it, is because when we got back together, I just assumed you had done that. Mm. But you know, over the year, there had been times of, I don't know that he gets it. Yeah. Yeah. There had just been little misses. We're definitely connected. We're definitely committed. We're definitely doing life together. But there were moments just where I was like, I don't know if he gets it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that is why. Or not that. that he gets it. It's like, I don't know that he sees that we could potentially be going back down that same road we have already been down. Mm-hmm. And I could see it winding that way. Yeah, little. Like in little, it wasn't even like something to have a big anything about it. It was just, oh, I see a past behavior and pattern that is leading us, could be leading us astray Mm -hmm. from what we say our bigger mission is here. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I can, looking back, I can see that as well. Yeah. And that's because it was like pre-epiphany, you know, yeah. before me finding out literally what my job as the masculine is. And what this whole thing does is takes you completely out of the victim. Mm. I mean, it just, it literally catapults you right out of it. Like so that moment you were like, you were aware that- I did it. Now, it's how would you victim. describe victim? When you say takes you out of the victim, how would you describe you, yeah, maybe yeah. you and the victim or? Well, so me and the victim mentality at that point and in, in all the years before during our marriage was like, she's mean. <laughs> she doesn't understand. She is unreasonable. She, she, she. It's all those things that your mind, you know, tells you about the other person. As she's to, naggy. Yeah, she's naggy or she's just, you know, whatever. Fill in the the thing there and turning the focus off of yourself mm. and what you can do in the moment and what part you have in it that's the victimy it's like gosh she's doing this to me yeah you so know, all this is happening so you to can kind of say okay the victim sounds like she or her or somebody else but me yeah okay is is the cause or the result mm -hmm. or combination mm -hmm. you know and so yeah it's like Taking that full responsibility turns a spotlight on yourself. And this is why people don't do it. Oh my gosh, like, yes. Why would you do that? You know, it's so <laughs> counterintuitive. Um, we all blame. It's like, yeah. it's just ingrained deeply in us is to blame everyone else for your problems. And that keeps you in that victim mentality. It's yeah. the world is happening to you. These people are doing these things to you. And until you actually step fully into taking full responsibility, and I mean 100% responsibility for putting yourself in that position or doing what you did to get you there, that's just where you'll stay. And then the relation that you have with that person or you know your job or whatever thing it is will never change. Yeah. I will say that we're talking about relationships. We're not talking about trauma that you may have experienced as a young child and really didn't have any you know awareness of what was yeah. going on, but we're definitely yeah. speaking of the man and the woman in relationship and how a relationship really just can be healthier to co-create the bigger vision with the family. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so to go back to this hell yes, hell no moment, it was a hell no, <laughs> because of course my ego didn't want me to do that, uh -huh. take responsibility for everything. You know, that's that's the fight. That's what everybody does every day. They don't want to take responsibility, right? It's like, no, that's not my fault. I'm, you know, it wasn't me, mm -hmm. blah, 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 whatever. It fit my old story. Mm. Fit my old story of being the victim. Mm. So, you know, letting go of that, the ego is a strong thing. The mind and the ego are very, very strong. If you're not aware of that or what they're doing, trying to keep you in, in the old ways to protect you, quote unquote. Yeah, but what would you say was your old story? Like, I'm hearing this for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> well, like what I was just saying, it's just there was nothing I could do. Oh, yeah. I have heard you talk about that before. I really felt like there was nothing I could do. Yeah. Powerlessness. Like I would, this was all just being done to me. Mm. Powerless. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That was the old story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if you believe you're powerless, then you don't it wasn't have my any fault. action to take. Yeah, wasn't it, your fault. It wasn't my fault. <laughs> I had nothing to do with it. I had, you know, I just was this, 
a helpless little victim of the whole thing. So, so yeah, that's that, that hell no, don't do that. Why would you do that? Right. Take all that on. But then at the same time, it was a more resounding yes, hell yes, because, um, I just knew, I just had this intuitive knowing that that was a doorway to mm. walk through a very important one because I just felt it in my body. I mean, I was like shaking, I was crying. I was like, this doesn't just happen while yeah. I'm driving, like never. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I knew for those reasons that it was something I had to face and do. And so it was like, yeah, this is going to lead me out of that old story. And in so doing, I could be more present in the life that I have in front of me right now with my wife and my kids in a way that I never could before. Mm. And how amazing and magical is that? I know I'm very acutely aware I have this opportunity that nobody gets, and I am not about to shy away from the hard thing yeah, because I'm scared of it or whatever. Yeah. So that's a, that's a scary doorway to walk through, but I said, fuck it, I'm doing it. You know, I'm going to walk through it and I'm going to tell Danielle and you know, I'm going to, whatever this looks like is whatever it looks like. I had no idea of what it was to become mm-hmm. at the time that that happened. So yeah. that's a really cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's been so fun. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm finding out, okay. After taking radical responsibility, what my woman, what you, the feminine in, in my relationship being upset at me or showing emotion towards me in any and all of its forms, it's not you. That's not the real you. That's not the way you are. That's not the way you're made. All those old victim-y stories, right? Uh, what I mean by this is that it's, it's, those things are not the feminine's preferred state. Like what exactly is not the f- feminine's Just preferred being state? being angry, yelling, yeah. nagging, picking on your man. Yeah. Being upset with him. Yeah. So basically being in the not self. Yeah. Being in the not self. Yeah. That's not my natural state of being. I hate being that way. Of course. I don't like being that way. No. No, Yeah. That is not any person's natural state of being and just the way they are. So what those are, what the masculine can look at those as are actually signposts. It's actually information that the feminine is giving to you as far as how she's feeling in the connection between the two of you. So you're saying that when I nag or when I get emotional or get upset about something, that really I'm telling you that I have, I feel not connected to you. That is a huge part of it. Yes. Yeah. And this is subconscious. All of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you're not, yeah, you're not consciously thinking these things. No. You know, you're just like, hey, you didn't do the thing or whatever it is, right? Well, underneath that can be a feeling of disconnectedness and or because, you know, I'm not, I didn't do the thing. So I'm not, I'm not doing my job. Yeah. You're not paying attention. I'm paying attention, Mm -hmm. which underneath that can be hurt. Yeah. That's really, if the masculine looks at those things in this way, it completely alters the way that you look at your woman in your life. Because Yeah, because if you're not paying attention to the little details that I'm concerned about, then you're probably not paying attention to the bigger details, and that yeah. feels scary to me. Exactly. Yeah. 
And these all tie to three main pillars and basically what is the blueprint of the healthy masculine. Mm-hmm. Every one of these things will be addressed with that. And we'll go over those in a second. So yeah, so my radical responsibility piece is me knowing that if you're upset or otherwise bothered in any way, it can most of the time, nine times out of 10, be traced back to one of these three things, these three pillars of the masculine that I am doing or not doing. Mm. This is really neat. So number one, responding, not reacting. The masculine's energy is one of calm, one of control. The masculine is the rock in the river. Yeah. The feminine is the water mm-hmm. rushing all around, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yep. If you react to your woman rather than respond thoughtfully and carefully, you're just that rock getting rolled down the river by the water. Ah, yes. And that doesn't feel safe to the river, mm-hmm. right? It likes the boundaries. It likes knowing that that rock is there and solid no matter what it does. It yep. will stay that way. Mm-hmm. Right? You can always count on the rock being there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So reacting is a feminine energy. That's a feminine energetic. You're allowed to do that. I am not. Mm. If I react, then I'm in feminine energy. And if we're both in feminine energy, then it's just going to be a mess. Yep. Because that's just not how it works. Mm-hmm. There's no solid foundation to bounce things off of. Yeah. And I can honestly say like your reactivity has never been yelling or screaming or fighting back. The reaction has been like, I can't do anything about it. I'm going to hide. And that's, yeah, that's shut down. Mm -hmm. That's shut down because, and the reason why men do that is because they don't know that they have something they can do. Yeah. They don't understand what their job is. Yeah. Just being aware of what your job is, is being that responder and not the reactor. Just knowing that little piece of information can change huge things Everything. In, the, in the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Gigantic. It's really big. So yeah. So responding, not reacting. I'm going to be calm, controlled, and thoughtful mm-hmm. in all of my responses. Mm-hmm. In so doing, that just naturally will calm you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. So I react, I get all crazy and emotional also, then that's just going to escalate things and no one's going to go anywhere. We're going to spin around in circles and it's just going to end badly. Or you react by hiding Mm -hmm. and then I go, well, I'm on my own here. Not reacting, Mm -hmm. actually. Not doing anything Mm -hmm. is the opposite way too. Yeah. Yeah. So number two would be creating and providing structure and direction. And don't cringe on this because this is not telling you what to do. This is not the man telling the woman what to do, how to do it, anything like that. It looks more like creating a plan, Mm -hmm. giving choices, also having an opinion of my own. Yep. That creates structure and direction. Just a couple examples. Sometimes it can be like, this is what we're doing kind of thing Mm -hmm. occasionally, but that's to be used as discretion in the right circumstance. You know, if the circumstance warrants a real-time decision that needs to be made right in that moment. It's like, hey, no, I'm deciding we're doing this and that's the end of it. Yeah, and I like when you do that personally. Well, it's good to use sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, but you have to be aware of when that time is. That's not all of the time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what I mean. It's not about controlling. Yeah, I think that's where masculinity gets a really bad rap is men, I think, 
feel, and I don't know if this is true for all men. I'm just kind of my own experiences. Men feel like they need to control the woman or have some kind of control with women. Yeah. And that's like in uh, order for them to feel powerful. Could be. It's could be due to a lot of things, you know, how they were brought up, what they were shown, which is where most of us get all of this. We're either shown healthy ways of interacting with the feminine or not. And I have a little little bit about toxic masculinity I'll talk about in a second, but that's a toxic masculine pattern. Yeah. That's the uh, that's an old, outdated notion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is number two. Yeah. Number three, creating safety. This can be emotional safety, financial safety, physical safety, et cetera. Yeah. All kinds of different ways of creating safety. I can do this by responding appropriately. Back to number one. Yeah. Responding, not reacting, can create safety. I can do this by doing number two, creating and providing structure can create safety. Mm-hmm. I can do this by being financially responsible, not just being flippant with our money or not knowing where the money is going yeah. or what's happening there or just spending it on whatever, right? Yeah. That, that's not safe. Yeah. I can create safety by being physically fit. Yeah. Physically taking care of myself. If a man is out of shape due to poor lifestyle choices, his woman may not be able to fully relax into her feminine knowing that he can't physically protect her. Yeah. Or that he's just not, maybe won't be around very long because he's, yeah, has disease or, you know, other things. He's just not taking care of himself. That could translate into her not feeling taken care of. I mean, and this is so crazy, Garrick, because all of this is subconscious. But this is very true. (laughs) Very, very true. Like I used to worry about when you were drinking so much and, you know, you were working at the fire department. So you were gone 42, 72 hours. I would be like, he is not safe. Like he is not safe. Mm -hmm. And I think I was a little even conscious about that. But I was just more and more like the insides of my body were just always on hyper alert. Yeah, I'm sure that was it. You felt it. Mm-hmm. You knew it at a deep level. Maybe you just didn't have the form the conscious thoughts yeah. around these things, but you knew. Yeah. And that, that's what translates out into the getting mad at me, mm-hmm. yelling at me, or nagging at me. Or That's how all of this stuff manifests mm-hmm. and comes out of the feminine. She is, is, maybe is not aware that that's why she's feeling the way she's feeling, but it's like I said, it's all directly related to these things yeah. that aren't being provided for her. Yeah. And so you can see why when I learned of these things, how that realization came back around and hit me in the head with that, oh shit, what did I do? Yeah. Now I can see why she was this way. Yeah. And it's like all of these things that I could have done for her mm-hmm. could have completely reshaped the marriage. Mm-hmm. And yes, I did have things that I could do. Yeah. And I didn't know that I could do. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was a heavy moment. It was a big one, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I know, but from that moment on, like uh, it's been night and day in our relationship. Now you're, yeah. I mean, you're, I'll let you finish, but I am just like, I'm just like over here in my feminine now all the time. <laughs> And I'm just like loving it where I am right now. So, I mean, I'll let you finish as I want you to get through this, but I cannot even tell you what that moment did for me. I know I've told you many, many times, but. I know. And it's fabulous. I mean, it feels fantastic to me as well. So we'll keep on keeping on with this. Yeah. 
what I've realized with all of this too, a huge thing is that with learning these principles is that most boys and young men are never taught these things. I certainly was not. And I am trying to think of other men, young men that I grew up with. I don't think any of them were. Yeah. None that I am actually aware of consciously. Yeah. Were ever taught these three core principles of masculinity. And so they must be taught and handed down. Yeah. Or it's else, a duty. Yeah, it's it's an absolute duty. And and so that's something that, you know, obviously I'm going to do mm-hmm. now that I know this stuff. I cannot yep. not put it out there in the world and bring it to other men because I think, God, look what it's done for me in my life yeah. and my marriage. Yeah. I've got to. I got to help these guys. I mean, what's so cool, honey, is like you found your purpose. Yeah, this is. That's what you found. Like you found the thing that you're like, I cannot shut up about it. Mm -hmm. This is the thing I will go to my deathbed screaming about. You remember when you were like, I wonder if I'll ever find anything that's like. I did. You found it. Yeah. 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 Because I'm over here with this high frequency formula Uh and you're like, I wonder if I'll ever find anything like a formula for me. And I'm like, you will, you will. What's my thing going to be? Where is it? When's it coming? But yeah, I kind of knew I had to relax into knowing that it would show its face Mm -hmm. someday. And so, yeah, yeah, here it is. It's this big thing. Like it hit me so hard. I'm thinking, God, there's just so many men out there that just don't know these things. I've got to teach my boys these things. Yeah, There's just no way they're going to go into life without knowing these you know what, too, honey? I think you're in a perfect position to do this because you worked your whole career in a brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Like in the fire service, you are brothers. Right. And I could always see on the outside looking in, I was like, that is not masculinity. Mm. Like, I don't know what's going on over there, but that is definitely not it. No. And hey. I, but I could see that, but I'm like, I'm leaving that party because <laughs> that is not the party I want to hang out at. You know, yeah, well, like, that, it was a nut house. That was your intuitive, just yeah, your intuitive. Like that is not knowing. a safe environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that's the thing is, you know, most men were not brought up with these things. Where do you learn how to be a man? Social media, movies, all this stuff. It's all this machismo stuff, and I'll address that little masculinity piece here real quick. It can be very toxic. So I'll address this toxic masculinity piece briefly here. Yeah. It is a thing. Yeah. Masculinity can be and is toxic at times, but not in the ways that I have described it here. It's been made toxic more by the idea that the masculine should be in complete control over the feminine. Yeah. Like I was saying, yep. It's Mm -hmm. a dominating thing and a controlling thing. That's, Mm -hmm. That's what makes it toxic. That is definitely not what I'm espousing here in any shape or form. My version has the masculine working within healthy boundaries and with his feminine partner. So it's a, it's a collaboration thing. It's for the highest good of both parties involved. Mm-hmm. It's each person benefits from these three core masculine principles. It's not one dominating over the other. Like I said before, you know, providing structure and direction sounds like kind of a daddy thing and it's not, <laughs> <laughs> that's not it at all. Well, especially like me, I had my dad try to control every single thing I did. Right. And it just, it made me rebel. It made me go, no, you're not going to tell me to do that. I'm going to do this. Right. Yeah. And almost controlling is a form of reacting because if you have to control someone else, then you don't feel like you're in control yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have a good, strong, healthy foundation, then 
how can you provide one for someone else? Yeah. It just can't happen. Yep. So now knowing this quote unquote, how to be healthy masculine blueprint, I can see that basically you are the purveyor of information for me. It's like the provider. It's information yeah. for me to gather and see. Like I said, I called it signposts before, but mm -hmm. really it's information in how I am showing up in the world, how I'm showing up to you, for you, mm. for the family. Mm -hmm. That's really all it is. You're a sounding board for me. You're a mirror. Mm -hmm. That's what those things are. I, instead of taking them personally, this is what this does. It allows me to literally in real time when I'm hearing something coming from you to ask myself, okay, how much of what she's saying is true? Mm. Immediately. Game changer. Game changer. I've actually seen you do that a couple of times. <laughs> like you haven't said it out loud, but I've said something and you just kind of went, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I just noticed right away the ego was rah, 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 back. Uh -huh. Yeah. I just noticed you go, hmm. And I thought, okay, he's actually maybe taking this into yeah, consideration. He's actually <laughs> listening to me. And that's the magic of this is that the feminine, you, you, you know these things like immediately. You feel the energetic difference. Mm -hmm. Just in the from when I took responsibility, I came home and said, I'm taking responsibility. Just that alone softened you. Yeah. Because you're just like, wow, okay, that's different. Yeah. That's a big shift, right? And it's a lot of this is energetics. In that moment, I didn't actually physically do anything. No. But energetically I did. That is the difference. That's what I'm trying to tell everyone. I will scream it until everyone listens to me. It is subtle energetics that when something shifts in your awareness, that does the heavy lifting for you. Yes. That moment you finally believe, oh, you mean the universe is my bank and I always get what I need and I just have to make what I want what I need? That moment you get it in your body, everything shifts forever. Mm -hmm. And it's not you doing another 12-step program. It's you actually believing it. Yes. Yeah. Belief, understanding, awareness. It yeah. just shifts everything. So this is really cool because having this new awareness for me, it allows me to be more tapped into you at a deeper level because now I'm not just dismissing, nagging, or, or reminding, or complaining, and you know, seeing it as those things. That's not what I see them as anymore. It's like, okay, what do I need to do to shift her feeling hurt or uncomfortable mm. in one way, shape, or form? Mm -hmm. It's not even about like taking blame yeah. onto yourself. I'm doing poorly. I'm doing a bad job or anything like that. Don't even look at it like that. It's just literally gathering information yeah. to be able to then execute, make a plan execute the plan, take it into action to change the way that things are going at that moment. Yeah. So with this newfound awareness being tapped into you and what you need, it tells me that I can always do something to right the ship. Yeah. It's put me into full empowerment mode. Yeah. From back in the day being, this happens to me. Powerless. 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 I have nothing feeling. I yeah. can do about this. Mm -hmm. She's just a force to be reckoned with and <laughs> good luck to the next person because <laughs> I have nothing. And so that's all bullshit. Yeah. It's all bullshit. It's been shown and uncovered here. And so 
complete empowerment is what that gives the masculine and knowing what his job is and that the things he can do and provide will allow the feminine in his life to relax into her feminine and not have to be the masculine. You will naturally, by doing these things, naturally see a softening. The nagging and the complaining just goes away naturally. You have become more vulnerable, Mm -hmm. more open, more intimate more relaxed, Mm -hmm. more trusting, and more willing to follow my lead Yeah, as a result of these things. Yeah, because when you were like, okay, it's time to go to Joshua Tree, I was like, okay. (laughs) Normally, I would kick and scream, and I have kicked and screamed, literally kicked and screamed. I know. When we have tried to go away from the business or whatever, and this time you were like, Because these shifts have taken place over the last few months, Garrick, it Mm -hmm. wasn't just like last week. No. But I had seen this trend in you. It was like, oh my gosh, it has really shifted. It's like he's here. He has shown up. And I just have seen you just get all into your business, like in a way that I've never, like it reminds me of how I was in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Like you're just in it trying to figure out how to make it all work and stuff. And the way you are with me is just night and day. I mean- night and day, you know? So it has allowed me to be like, I need to go to bed early and you make that happen for me. Or I need to make sure I'm up to go to Pilates. Don't set your alarm earlier than mine. Our in-sync energy has gotten even more in-sync. And I'm telling you guys, this man is my soul mate. If there was an energetic anything between two people, Garrick and I have that. And it's all my life I've lived with, well, not all my life, but all of our time together, I've seen who you are. Mm. I've seen it. And a lot of my clients actually have this where they see the potential of somebody else. Mm. And it's very frustrating for us, like not to see the man step into the potential. But there was always these moments of just near misses with you. And this, our family coming back together and you grabbing it by the fucking balls and being like, I am not letting this go. Mm-hmm. I know what I have. And just staying in it. I can't even tell you how grateful I am for that. And we have a whole nother podcast on this. We have to tell you what happened in Joshua yeah. Tree. So that's where this whole thing brought me was to be able to see that you were getting tired and feeling the burn from working so much. And because I was tapped in and not dismissing the complaining of being tired and blah, 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 just like passing comments, I was able to make something happen and say, no, you know what? I hear her. I understand what's going on with her because I'm connected and energetically, I know that she, what she needs. And it's my job to provide the way out of that for her. And so I made plans, executed the plan, took the action, got you to Joshua Tree for yeah. some much needed R&R. And, uh, and yeah, how'd that feel? Oh my gosh, honey. I didn't even know I needed it as bad as I did. And I think looking back on it now, I think what happened was, you know, I can tolerate a low level of my not self, my frustration, Mm. you know, and I think I tolerate it. I tolerate it because I have this will that just keeps me going. My will center is so powerful. It's defined. So it's a motor and it just will keep me motoring through. Yeah. And into burnout. Into burnout. Mm-hmm. And the thing that's I'm learning to balance is this passion and drive I have for this mission I'm now on. It's a passion and a drive that is beyond me. It's through me. 
it's like I don't have to fake it. I don't have yeah. to wake up and go, I wonder if I'm going to do that today, if, <laughs> if I'm going to be consistent. No. Like none of that is here for me. It's like now there's just a balance of, all right, you can also slow down and it will still get accomplished. So there's just some old conditioning that was coming up sure. and coming through. And you just noticing the first level of me tolerating my not self-frustration because I was like on level two or three. Yeah. You know, but if we would have let that go for a few weeks, it would have been level 10, blow up, Danielle's having a meltdown. And that's the thing is that I've seen that enough times to now know and have a backdrop. So now that I am in tune and connected, that allows me to know you're at a two and be like, okay. I got to do something now before it gets before too Before <laughs> it gets too, too far. Yeah. yeah. And that whole thing goes down that road. And so, you know, that's invaluable. I think, you know, for all of us, that just keeps you more energetic in the business. It keeps, you know, it keeps well, us yeah, more connected. Well, yeah, because then look what happened when we got back. Yeah. So what we'll do is we are going to definitely make this a two-part podcast because we want plenty of time to tell you all our juicy details. Because when we went to Joshua Tree, we had a lot of downloads, a lot of really cool things, just kind of like puzzle pieces fit into place. So let's pick up next week, honey, with yeah. with this and how the wealth codes came into play and how you really and how, I mean, the stars were literally in alignment above our head. <laughs> let's do this next week. Will you come back? Amazing. I'd love to. Thank you so much, honey. I love you so much. I love you too, baby. All right, guys. So we're switching it up over here and we want to make sure that you are in the know. So you want to head down to the show notes and join the Facebook group. We have up leveled everything in there and it is now called the Billionaire Beliefs Blueprint, right? And here's why you want to join that group because we decided to give you all access to the Wealth Code Blueprint. You hear me screaming over here about the Wealth Codes. So y'all want it. I've heard you ask many times, what are my Wealth Codes? How do I get them? How do I use them? And now I'm giving it to you free. This blueprint is completely filled with my how. My how did I create so much damn money in such a quick amount of time? How are my clients doing the same thing? So I want to give you your wealth codes for free. So head to the show notes and make sure you join the group and find the start here video that we've pinned to the top and comment blueprint in the comments to get access to the exact method my private clients use with their wealth codes to quantum leap success. All right, my loves, I will see you next week and I will have my beloved back on so that we can tell you all the juicy details of Joshua Tree. Until next week, cheers to staying wealthy through alignment. Thank you for listening. If you are ready to turn your purpose into profit, it's time to empower yourself with the tool of integrity That is the high frequency formula. Head to the link in the show notes to find out how. I'll see you on the inside.